We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You know, we'll have monitors and some will be allocated for uh, Clark and Andy and myself and then other monitors, um, you know, for our personnel staff. Um, our personnel staff has the ability. You know, I have a guy like Ryan Poles who's done a tremendous job of kind of taking the lead on this. He'll be able to kind of control uh, who comes in and who comes out of the room. So if I say, Ryan, grab me Rick, he can bring in Rick into a chat room. If I say, Ryan, grab me an area scout, he can bring it in. You know, the one thing that, you know, I want to maintain it's just that ability. I don't want to be sitting there pulling people in the draft rooms and, and calling people. So I think we have a plan where we have a computer dedicated to Clark and Mark and, and Andy, and, and we can talk through some big picture stuff. And then Ryan Poles has the ability to bring in coordinators, bring in coaches, bring in medical very quickly. So I think we have a plan and I think it's going to, um, you know, be smooth and we're excited about it. That was Chiefs General Manager Brett Beach talking about Ryan Poles and the role that Ryan Poles played in the draft cycle for the Kansas City Chiefs back in 2020. They made their run towards the Super Bowl. Thanks to to Tanny, Chris Tannehill from Parkinson Spiegel. You all know him, the great Chris Tannehill. Sound man extraordinaire. He found that earlier. Found a whole lot of sound specific to Ryan Poles that we played some of it for you earlier in this evening and and just uh, there's been a lot of reaction not only here in Chicago but really all throughout the football world about the Bears hiring Ryan Poles and when you look at the fact that there were you know four different general manager openings there and Ryan Poles was a, a finalist for three of them and the Bears were able to land their guy that guy I think it, it speaks well to how the Bears are viewed as a franchise and you know in theory speaks well to the process that the Bears went through to get to this point. It was a very, it was a vast search that the Bears went through. And, uh, you know, 13 different candidates, I think was the the final number of different GM candidates who they ended up interviewing. And, you know, some of them got to that second interview in the process. And uh, like I was sharing even back last week, what I was hearing from Hallis Hall was that the Bears uh, at least certainly preferred and, and really planned to hire the GM first, but, the questions that were out there that I was telling folks about just as, as far as what I was hearing from, from people I talked to at Howells was that 
they were leaving the options open. That they were at least, you know, wanting to make sure that they were talking to head coaching candidates as well, beginning that due diligence on their end with the plan the entire time, with, with the hope to hire the GM first. But if they were just blown away by one of these head coaching candidates that they were talking to, they wanted to give themselves the, the option of, of at least hiring that person, making that move, pulling the trigger on that, just in case it was going to be you know, someone that they were going to bring in as, as their coach. They didn't want to necessarily shut the door on that because this GM process was likely to take a little bit of time to play out. And that's what they ended up doing. That's how they ended up executing. And so they made it official this evening. Press release is out. It's on Twitter. It is out in the cosmos right now. The Bears have named Ryan Poles officially their general manager. And so now the next steps are who will be the head football coach. And then from there, you have the, the East-West Shrine Bowl that's, I believe, just over a week away at this point. A couple of weeks from now will be the Senior Bowl. And both those games on the All-Star Circuit are really uh, much closer together now than they usually are. The NFLPA Bowl is going on too. HBCU Legacy Bowls in the middle of February. So there's a lot that's going to play out over the course of the next month leading into the NFL Combine and leading into the HBCU Combine that's just begun here recently as well. Then, of course, you have the NFL Draft uh, just a, a couple of months away. So there's a lot of infrastructure that Ryan Poles will have to be in a position to put in place between now and then. So that's where I was talking to Lawrence on Monday about how important this week was going to be for the Bears because, you know, now with the with the news that that um that Sean Payton will not be continuing as the New Orleans Saints head coach. So there's another head coaching available, another head coaching position that's available there in the NFL. So now there's nine head coaching gigs that are out there. So it's well over a quarter of the league at this point. But then there's, you know, now one less general manager opportunity that's out there and the Bears have filled that with Ryan Poles. But uh, earlier in the afternoon uh, on the Parkinson Spiegel show, the guys were able to talk to a writer from Kansas City who covers the Kansas City Chiefs for the Athletic KC named Nate Taylor. One of the things that they asked him about, because he's covered the Chiefs so closely and covered Ryan Poles throughout a big part of that process, was essentially you know, based off of Ryan Poles' role with the Kansas City Chiefs that he's had in, in various capacities over the last 13 years, what can we expect from Ryan Poles as the GM of the Chicago Bears? I will say that Ryan Poles is one of the top-notch scouts in the NFL. I mean, that's just a fact. Uh, you look at any Chiefs player that has had success over the last decade that they have acquired through the draft, um, at some point in that evaluation, it can be pretty much tied to Ryan Poles. And so what I would tell Bears fans is look at the most recent draft. Um, now, Ryan Poles is very young. He's 36, I believe. Um he will be uh, someone that will care deeply about offensive and defensive line play. So when you look at last year's draft for the Chiefs, they knew, everybody knew, watching the Super Bowl, wow, Patrick Mahomes needs some better blocking, or he needs to not be running for his life. And I know Bears fans are cognitive of that because of what Justin Fields just went through in his rookie season. Well, the Chiefs drafted two cornerstone now linemen who by the way may finish their rookie seasons in the Super Bowl in Creed Humphrey in the second round and Trey Smith in the sixth round and Ryan Poles as a former offensive lineman who used to protect Matt Ryan in college at Boston College he understands that winning in the NFL comes down to quarterback play 
and what goes on in the trenches, whether you can get to the quarterback on defense or obviously protect uh, your pass run offense. And so I think that will be what his mission will be when he arrives, when he starts to get to work, uh, I should say, in, in, in the Bears' sort of plan for the future. Um, but this is someone who is very smart and over the last several years has worked alongside Andy Reid and general manager Brad Veach and how to uh, continue to cultivate the roster, keep a locker room that is well-diverse, but obviously focused on the ultimate goal of winning a Super Bowl. And also, and what I'm really, really fascinated to see in the future, fellas, is how does his philosophy either align with what the Chiefs have done, with some draft picks, with some trades in the past, with, with really going forward in an aggressive style, or if he'll work from a more traditional standpoint where he'll want to really lean on his scouting value, you know, evaluations and his ability versus maybe being aggressive with, with first or second round picks um, or in free agency to, to sort of get the Bears back to not just respectability, but obviously having a chance to compete in the playoff. That alignment uh, is is what I think is something that, you know, it's understandable. Someone wouldn't necessarily have a deep sense for that yet because Ryan Poles hasn't been the one running the show yet. He has obviously had the ear of Brett Veach and, and Andy Reid and, you know, everyone involved in the senior leadership there for the Chiefs for a number of years at this point with the variety of roles that he's filled. But in the end, the final call on these things hasn't been his up until now. He'll have that final call in Chicago and, you know, whether or not that means that he'll be better served by being paired up with a, with an older coach, with a more experienced coach. Uh, that was essentially the route the Bears kind of ended up going in, in pairing Ryan Pace and John Fox together. And I, I know that has a lot of folks kind of concerned just about whether or not that's going to feel like you know this sort of sense that we've been here before. We, we've done that. We've seen the Bears attempt that, and it didn't work out well the last time. It, it's incumbent upon the Bears to be able to evaluate this situation unto itself you know I mean you certainly want to learn from how things went in the past but I will continue to remind folks until the cows come home that the individuals that got hired seemingly made sense at the time I I certainly wasn't amongst those and I, I don't really remember a big outcry amongst the last few hires that got made certainly in the entire time Ryan Pace was here and when they got Ryan Pace from New Orleans everyone thought that was universally thought of as a, a quality hire at the time, very similar to the reaction that the Ryan Poles hire has been getting today. And then between, you know, Fox uh, and and Pace, and then before that, you know, Tressman, who was hired before Ryan Pace took over. But th- there were a lot of things that were viewed resoundingly in a really positive light over over the time that Ryan Pace has been here and in the, the not-too-distant past before Ryan Pace ended up taking over the Bears. So I don't I don't think it's just about the individual. And that's where I wonder a little bit about Ryan Poles and, and part of what he brings from Kansas City and, and what, what he learned, what he liked, what he didn't like, what, what led to success there, but what would he have done perhaps even a little bit differently that ends up coming here with him to Chicago. And part of that hope on my, on my part is that things do in some way modernize for the Bears. And I'm just using that as kind of a blanket term, but – the, the development of the individuals in the room, the development of the, the roster, of the line of scrimmage, of the secondary, of certainly the quarterback, but frankly, the development of the coaching staff itself as well. And you're going to be hard-pressed to, to hire a head coach who's going to be younger than the GM, but so what? You know, whether he's younger or older, 
you as the general manager for the Bears and Ryan Poles will need to be able to sort of oversee what's going right and wrong as the Bears are kind of cycling through games and seasons with this next regime. And one of the biggest failures of Ryan Pace's time here was not being able to more quickly step in and try to steer Matt Nagy in what seemed like a more adequate offensive direction, a direction that I was talking about back in 2018 for a more run-focused approach, for an approach that moved the pocket and got his quarterback out of jeopardy and took pressure off the offensive line and all these things that I just feel like I, I was beating that drum for certainly throughout the vast majority of the time that Matt Nagy was here as the head coach. But that wasn't just a Matt Nagy failure. That was an organizational fail- failure to allow what – Certainly in my estimation, and and eventually a a lot of other folks around town and around the country began talking about it along similar lines to what I was back in Matt Nagy's first season, to be able to assess what this current construct of talent needed, what they were best at, and how to put them in the best position for success. You need to be able to recognize that as you're standing back from it as the general manager, recognize that. And then go and have those discussions, what sometimes can be hard discussions. But Ryan Pace, let's assume he did that after that Cleveland game in Matt Nagy's fourth season. And at that point, it felt like it played out where it was too late to be able to really right the ship then. And one of the other things that that Parkinson Spiegel ended up asking Nate Taylor about from the Athletic KC was about Ryan Poles the person. And I think that ended that will end up being very important here, the, the relationship aspect of it, because Ryan Pace seeming like a, a polite guy and a guy who folks got along with and who bears ownership and their board of directors liked, that's all well and good. But how do you nurture the, those professional relationships in a way where you can have those difficult discussions? Because you know anyone looking at how things were going for the Bears offense can look at it and see that it was unsuccessful. At what point, as the man running the show, as the GM, Are you willing to step in and say, hey, let's assess what's going wrong here. How do we improve this? How do we tweak or adjust how things are operating schematically or with personnel to make sure that it's being deployed at its best? So that that was one thing that Danny and Matt asked Nate Taylor about, specific to Ryan Poles, the person, and, and how that may play out in his time here in running the Bears. Really smart can communicate with players at a high level. And I don't know if people truly understand why that is so vital when you're a general manager. You can't talk to every player at every moment. But those conversations, when it gets to the general manager level, are really important. You know, what are we going to do in free agency? Hey, this is the end-of-year evaluation that we have for you. What are your thoughts? What are ours? Um, Hey, we're thinking about you in the draft. Ryan Post can relate to players, I think, in a very good way. Um, I, I think he's pretty clear-cut in, like, he's not really going to um, talk around things necessarily. I think he's going to be direct, I guess, is what I'm ultimately getting at, fellas. And he's smart, and he loves football. And I think, you know, as people have said earlier today, um, he wants to be a general manager. He's kind of been groomed to be a general manager. Um in, in 2015 or in 2016, when the Chiefs had he had originally ID'd, holy smokes, this Patrick Mahomes kid is good, and like he will be open for the 2017 draft if he declares. In 2016, Ryan Poles, fellas, was in a room with Andy Reid, John Dorsey, the general manager at the time, who is a great evaluator in his own way, 
uh, Brett Veach, now the general manager of the Chiefs, and Chris Ballard, the general manager of the Colts. He was in an apprenticeship, and then he saw exactly every step that it took to get a franchise generational changing quarterback and then build around that quarterback so that you can go to potentially three straight Super Bowls. Um, He's ready to succeed. Uh, I'm fascinated to see who will be on his staff, but he's going to be successful. And I think if people are gushing over the things that Chris Ballard has done, and I tend to be one of them, despite obviously what's going on with the quarterback situation, which no one foresaw coming with Andrew Luck, um, everything else about the Colts is pretty good. Uh, I think, I think, I think Ryan Poles has a chance to be better than their previous general manager. And I don't think that's a bold statement on day one of him, of him joining the franchise. That's Nate Taylor from the athletic KC, just talking about not only what we heard early on the afternoon show with Danny Parkins and Matt Spiegel about Ryan Poles, the bears, new general manager about him as a GM, what to expect from that standpoint, but what, he's like as a person what he's like as an individual what that apprenticeship he went through in Kansas City how that can shape some of the relationships that he'll have to cultivate here in Chicago and I think the the important thing will not only to be well liked I mean that's great that's cool but also to be able to have a relationship you've cultivated in a way where you can as you recognize maybe that things need to be corrected need to be shifted in some way to trust the relationship you have in place to steer the ship in the proper direction because it, you know, the, this example of, of Matt Nagy and his time here in Chicago certainly isn't the only example of things that have played out in that manner around the National Football League where maybe it would have been would have been fitting for someone above the, the coaching level to be able to step in and try to get that ship righted because uh, it, it, it felt pretty obvious to me fairly early on with Matt Nagy. It was just it was too long, took too long, it was a little too late. Uh, when the Bears finally adjusted things and how they were operating offensively. But there's something being reported out there by Adam Sheftrin. Breaking news on the scores presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. And Adam Schefter is uh, just reporting on Twitter that Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus and Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn both are scheduled to be in Chicago on Wednesday to meet with new Bears general manager Ryan Poles, that per sources, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. And um, that, I suppose, not surprising either, just in you know these being some of the candidates that have already been in discussions with the Bears, who a lot of folks are fairly excited about. Uh, Eberflus San Quinn, obviously Dan Quinn has been a head coach before and took a team to the Super Bowl before. And just in trying to assess, you know, where, which side of the ball you end up going on for the hire, it's, I don't think it's as simple as going in with some sort of a predetermined plan on that. And I think it's a good thing that the Bears have not done that. This diverse array of candidates that they've interviewed and, and been in discussions with, then it gives them a lot of possibilities, a lot of opportunities for where they can potentially go. We'll put a button on that discussion, but also I mentioned uh, one of the bull stars that we'll get into as well. We will transition to a little bit of hoops talk as we come uh, towards the, the bottom of this final hour that I'm with you here on the score. And there's a, a big game that has just come to its final result. And uh, one of those bull stars is a part of the storyline for this game. So I'll tell you what exactly I'm talking about there and give you the results of that game, my reaction to it and how it relates to the Chicago Bulls. We'll do all those things next here on the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Anytime you get a win, um, you know, when you've been losing close games, um, that always goes well. So for have, to have Zach back, um, to have um, Javante back, um, you know, that is a, a sign in the right direction. And, you know, hopefully we just continue this momentum, get back in our winning ways. Um, I think we play um, very good for like three and, and like three and some quarters, maybe two quarters. I was thinking sometimes we got stagnant offensively, but defensively, I think we were pretty good and it's, it's definitely room for improvement. Um, but this was a, it was a great win and we just want to keep building up this. Many of you who didn't already know that voice, getting to know it better and better. Getting a whole lot of time in front of the mic these days, that is I would assume of the Chicago Bulls, formerly of the Illinois Fighting Illini. And Io had an, another career night. I feel like this becoming a, a regular thing for Io DeSumo. Last night was a uh, a career high, season high and career high with 24 points. And uh, the way he went about it as well, hitting his first nine shots, a Bulls rookie record, going nine out of nine from the field. And, uh, you know, just distributing the ball well. So those former point guard skills were on display also, and he hadn't necessarily had to fill that role very much for the Bulls, but then he ends up fouling out of the game late as the Bulls ended up just maintaining a, a one-point lead as the clock struck zero. They had a 28-point lead at one point and then finally ended up holding on to it to win by one, 111-110 over the uh, over the Oklahoma City Thunder. But Io had another career night scoring and distributing, and it's just good for him to be able to get this type of experience and unfortunately, the Bulls are fairly shorthanded. I didn't mind the decision at all because of what they've been asking of, what, 32-year-old DeMar DeRozan to be able to you know, log so many minutes and, and have such a, a usage rate on the offensive end of things. And he's been delivering so consistently to be in the MVP discussion. But to get him a night off, as you know, a lot of guys who've gotten banged up around him 
have been getting some nights off that they haven't necessarily asked for, but you know, they've been using it. And as Lonzo Ball hasn't been on the court, and Alex Caruso hasn't been on the court, and Zach Levine hasn't been on the court. It's been a whole lot on the shoulders of DeMar DeRozan and of Io DeSumo, but frankly, Io's a, a rookie. So you can go ahead and wear those young legs out if you want to. He's uh, He's got another decade before he'll be around the block nearly as frequently as DeMar DeRozan. But good to see Io able to to step forward in the way that he has. And he was actually out there out there tonight as Illinois just a, a few minutes ago went final. The Illini took down Michigan State, the Spartans, the top 10 team in the latest AP poll. Michigan State, the number 10 team in the country. The Illini just squeaking into the top 25 at number 24. It was another game where Illinois was without big man Kofi Coburn, their seven-footer, one of the best players in the country. And so having no Coburn in the game, they were still able to, without Kofi and without Andre Curbelo, they were able to make it happen. Curbelo played in the game the other night. He was only a couple of games back. Their great point guard who had missed the bulk of the season with a concussion, and now Kofi Coburn, their big man, suffered a concussion recently also. But Michigan State was coming off a big win that they had uh, just the other day, and they were able to find a way to, uh, you know, coming off of a game that they played on the road and were able to take down a number eight Wisconsin squad at the time after they had gotten upset by Northwestern. I think this is just going to be kind of life in the Big Ten, studs, when it comes down to it. And you said you were actually watching the uh, – you had the Illini game on also. And so without Kofi, without Curbelo, Illinois, big win for them, getting that done. And it just seems like the, the Big Ten top to bottom is just a conference this year. Where I'm not sure – like Purdue is really talented – with Illinois at full strength, they're going to show themselves being really talented too. They just haven't been able to keep people on the court together very frequently. But where the Big Ten has kind of shown themselves as the deepest basketball conference for a couple of years here, it's a big win for the Illini. But I wouldn't necessarily assume that that means that Illinois is going to be able to show up and show out like this every night. This is just you know the Big Ten is going to be really up and down this season. It seems like. Uh, yeah, that's. It always every year it seems to come down to like the last week of the season when they're deciding things, and I, I that was a really impressive win tonight. I thought. I mean, without Curbelo and without Kofi, you know, like basically two of your two probably your two best players on. Right. And and I know that uh, Trent Fraser, Trent Fraser had a big night, so that really helped them. And, you know, playing at home, it probably would have been much different if they were at Sparty. So, so, you know, home crowd getting into it down there in Champaign. But, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a, I think they're in, I saw they're in sole possession of first place now, right? So, yeah, it's that's pretty yeah. big. Yeah, it's huge, huge for them to be able to do that. And in a season that because their lineup hasn't been together, they haven't been able to keep their roster on the court between Curbelo and, and Coburn. They're really their two best players, the two guys that they were counting on most coming into the season. So now that pushes their record in conference to 7-2. and two. So, yeah, they're leading the Big Ten. Wisconsin is 6-2. and two. Michigan State now at 6-2. and two as well and so it, it feels like the the stretch run of things here is uh is going to be one that you know who knows for sure obviously who's going to win the big 10 championship but there's basically like four or five teams right there all kind of scrambling around the top illinois wisconsin michigan state ohio state and certainly purdue purdue's the deepest and most talented team they don't really bring it on the defensive end of the court that consistently so they got some stuff to figure out there's just a whole bunch of potential foils there right in the middle of the pack in the Big Ten also, but I'm just happy my eyes kind of got right where I could watch the end of the game. I got it on my TV over here towards the side, and I, I was asking you a little bit in the break, so you've you've never, I, I mentioned earlier, I got my eyes dilated shortly before I came on the air, and I'm kind of thinking, all right, it'll, they usually say within a couple of hours, it, it kind of, 
you know, your eyes get right and things aren't that blurry anymore. And so now here I am, you know, kind of coming down the stretch of the show and I can finally see my eyes kind of got right just in time for me to get a, a good, crisp, clear picture of the end of the Illinois-Michigan State game that I was watching here on the TV a moment ago. But I'm shocked, man. You're in your 30s. You've never had your eyes dilated? No, I haven't. And I think that I I guess that I just don't – maybe I don't ask the right questions because I, 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 I don't understand the benefit of it. It's like, oh, so I'm just not going to be able to see for a while? Like, what is – like, like, like what's the – what am I gaining here? So, like, do you – like, what does it do? I mean, I, you, I know, like – what the symptoms I guess are like when you get it done, but like, what is the benefit of it? I don't, that's what I don't get. So basically it, it allows the, the optometrist, the ability to look into kind of the, the nerve endings in, in the back of, of your eye and just check the, the overall health of your eyeballs. Like for me, my eyes have always been awful. So it's not, it's not too big of a shock to my system. If I have to walk around with blurry vision, for a few hours because basically if I don't have contacts or glasses in that's just the world I live in anyway I'm pretty much legally blind without some sort of visual aid over my eyes so it's not that big a deal for me but then you know you are a little more versed to light and things like that but it, it gives them the opportunity it checks the, the health of the nerve endings and the ocular nerves and everything else and then it one of the big things they look for is glaucoma now, you're obviously you're a Caucasian man, I'm an African American man, and I, I don't know exactly what the stats are, but glaucoma is a much bigger concern for black people than it is for white people. So for me it is fairly important to to have my eye doctor checking on those things. But you know, you're not you're not uh you're not exempt. The glaucoma is a possibility for you, just the stats aren't as aren't as likely. So I think at some point it'll be worth your time to at least let them take a a deeper look at, at your eyes just to make sure everything is kind of healthy back there. Like, I don't know if you, do you wear contact lenses or anything? I do. Yeah. I, I think I'm probably like you, like my, my eyes have not been good for year. When did I first get my glasses? I think I got my glasses in fourth grade. I've been wearing contacts since eighth grade. So yeah. And my eyesight's not good. Oh. I, maybe I'll just, I'll, I'm overdue for an eye appointment. So well, I'll, you're out I'll, here messing around then, Studs. I mean, <laughs> like if, if I'm if I'm Ryan Poles right here and you're you're my head coach out here running things and you know, if, if we call it like Adam Studzinski CEO or LLC or something along those lines, man, I gotta step in and let you know you're trying to go blind out here. I mean, you you should go see an eye doctor and when you do, you should allow them to dilate. They basically just put a couple of drops in each eye. You gotta sit there for maybe fifteen minutes or whatever, and your eyes eventually, as you sit there for you know, let, let's call it 15 minutes then you look did you ever see um what was the the Tom Cruise movie uh where he was uh you know like swiping the stuff back and forth and it was one of the futuristic ones that Steven Spielberg ended up a uh, minority report that's it minority yep. report yeah did you ever see minority report i did yeah so the scene where you see like the the little you know computerized spider creatures that go in and like you know they're trying to get to his eyeball and then you know because he had just had a, like an eye transplant so that they couldn't, you know, instead instead of fingerprints, they were like doing retinal prints and retinal scans to try to identify people. So he basically had an eye transplant in the movie. Then you got these kind of spider, these uh, computer generated spider things that are going in there trying to check his eyeballs. So they snatch the bandages off his eyes after his eye transplant and his eyeballs just look enormous. His pupils look enormous. So that's what happens when they dilate your pupils. They put the drops in there. You get enormous pupils. It lets a whole bunch of extra eye light in your eye sockets. But it also allows the eye doctor to look in there very, you know, clearly and freely. Also, 
So it's not painful at all. You know, there might be a, a little bit of a tinge when they put the droplets in there, but it's worth your time just to make sure your eyes are getting the proper oxygen, to make sure that you don't have glaucoma, to make sure that there's no other issue going on with the nerve endings behind your eyeball. You know, not something you need to do every couple of weeks, but you know, I'd say at least uh, you're supposed to do it maybe once a year, but since you've never had it done, let's say once every 32 years, it's worth your time to get your eyes All dilated right. would be my suggestion. All right. Well, like I said, I, I was saying I'm overdue for an eye appointment, so I'll, 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 I'll have him do it this next time. See, the other thing is, too, I almost always have to drive myself home. So I got to like, I guess I have to make sure that I have someone with me to, to drive me home. Right. Because like there's no yeah, way be, like, I mean, that's, that's no useful. way you'll be able to drive after. Right. You're not, you shouldn't. You're not supposed to. Now, you know, now that I'm capable of actually reading the, the text line, I don't know if someone – I'll say this. When I was a, when I was a younger man who was, who was less concerned about the effect I could have on those around me, I'm guessing. I don't know for sure, but I used to take a lot more risk behind the wheel than I have over the past decade here. But when I was in my 20s, there was probably a point where I put the – because really the big thing is just your eyes are averse to sunlight – from a distance, it gets to the point fairly quickly where you can see okay distance-wise. You might not be able to read street signs, and you won't be able to read your cell phone, but distance-wise, you know, not too long after they dilate your eyes, you can kind of safely manage distance viewing. You just, you know, probably be on the safer side not to do it. So I would say, yes, the safest route is to make sure somebody's there to drive you or you have somebody order you a Lyft or an Uber, some kind of ride-share deal. But if you really had to make it happen, you could get home safely. All right. You know, so, yeah, don't, if it's road, don't go, don't roads that I know well, of, yeah, okay, you know, gotcha. You know, Days of Thunder style kind of whipping through traffic or anything, but you can you can get home in one piece if you're careful about it, I'm pretty right. certain. Good to know. Well, you know what? Like like I said, I'll I'll, I'll get it done this this next time. I got to – in the next few months, I was planning on getting this done. So, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, it sounds, sounds pretty now. beneficial. I see now reading text line, the 815 says, studs, I won't do it either, but I always have to drive myself home. Why would I do that? That's a, that's a valid question. Uh, the 773 says, go to the ophthalmologist, not optometrist for a full eye exam. Optometrist is for glasses and RX. Ophthalmologist is like a medical doctor for eyes. Um, so like, I got it all from the same one. So I suppose uh, like the ophthalmologist versus the optometrist, I, I will I will go with the 773 with their definition of, of what the difference is there. Uh, but I, I got both the eye exam and then the same eye doctor actually did the full workup with the, you know, everything I needed for the, the lenses and all the other stuff under the sun, too. So I'm feeling feeling better now. I can read. I can see. I can glance at my phone. I got the text line working here. So a strong, strong finish to the show coming up. I've been a blind man talking for a few hours now, but my, my eyes are as functional as they're going to be. My I, I, eyesight is not great anyway, but they're working as good as they're going to work here at this point in my life. Uh, I mentioned there were some thoughts that I had on the Bulls I want to share as well. So I'll take my final time out, come back, and get into a little bit more detail on where things stand with the folks over at the UC. And, of course, if you want to call in with any reaction on the Ryan Poles news and where things go with the Bears, feel free to do that at 312-644-6767. That's 312-644-6767. As the Bears have made it official, they have announced Ryan Poles as their new general manager. was telling you about some of the other candidates who are planning to come in and interview what will be their second interview with the Bears, but first with their new general manager, Ryan Poles. Those individuals are expected to make their way into Hallis Hall and do so tomorrow. That is Matt Eberflus, Colts defensive coordinator and Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. 
That's expected to happen on Wednesday. So any thoughts you have on Ryan Poles, on who the head coaching candidates that will make sense, those are both defensive guys, and I know everyone is very excited about the proper offensive individual coming in and uh, and making uh, making Bears offense look a little better than it has looked in recent years under Matt Nagy. I get all that, but in the end, make sure you have the proper structure and infrastructure in place to make all those decisions. But I do want to transition into a little deeper basketball conversation before I close out here, so I will do that. I'll take my final time out, come back and talk some bulls here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Long rebound, picked up off the floor near the ankles by Thomas, and it eludes him, but Io there to Caruso, and Caruso is sent to the floor by Grayson Allen. In suspended air, Grayson Allen fouls Caruso, and we are way above here in the lower bowl of Milwaukee. And, folks, let me tell you, we heard Caruso crashing to the floor, and he is down underneath the rim where the Bulls shoot. A very dangerous play on the part of Grayson Allen. Ah, entire city. One is just karate chop Grayson Allen in the throat. If not worse, right in that moment right there, everybody collectively felt that. We just had the example of what Alex Caruso meant to this ball club, what he has meant to the Bulls when he's been in the lineup this season, the energy he brings for And really, in addition to just the, the defensive energy that he adds to things, you look at the way that he helps to handle the basketball, helps to distribute the basketball as well and how much that's meant every time he's been in the lineup and provides some some accuracy from three as well he's just he's he's that not even he's beyond just the quintessential three and d guy he's also you know a guy who who just helps the offense flow in an enhanced manner and we certainly saw an example of it the other night last night against Oklahoma City where things were just breaking down as as the pressure in the backcourt. Once Oklahoma City decided they were going to expend the energy to start to press the Bulls, then things broke down, even with Zach Levine on the court. Life was very difficult on the Bulls, and it's going to be difficult for a couple of months here. Now, not having DeMar DeRozan on the court last night, that certainly enhanced the way that the Bulls just couldn't necessarily break the press, and they just narrowly end up surviving that game against Oklahoma City. But hopefully – between Kobe White and I would assume we ended up falling out of the game, but you know the backcourt between Kobe and, and Zach Levine and, yes, Io as well, all the, the learning that could be done in how to properly, how to adequately finish out a game like that and to be able to handle the press. This wasn't the first time. You know, we, we saw several examples of it early in the season where the Bulls seemingly had control of a game late, and then when the opponent turned up the pressure – then it became a little bit more difficult for the Bulls to to function offensively. And it's going to be a couple of months with no Lonzo Ball. It's going to be a couple of months with no Alex Caruso because of that hatchet job that was there from Grayson Allen. And, you know, it's March 4th. I saw, saw my guy Jason Goff. He put it out there immediately. That's the next time the Bulls will see the Bucks. I do believe that there, there shouldn't necessarily be any any immediate retribution that's sought now you know if it's a Grayson Allen's driving down the lane maybe you lower a shoulder into him for a little bit of an extra hard foul or something like that you know I'm with that but I think in the end the the Bulls have have big goals this season and they they shouldn't be jeopardized certainly not with any important players shouldn't be jeopardized by any mid-air acrobatics trying to take Grayson Allen out or 
breaking a hand, taking a swing at somebody. I think all those things still need to be taken into account. If you get up in somebody's face or whatever and then kind of walk away, but you know, let, let some things be known verbally. I, I feel that because you don't, you know, one of your guys is down and down for an extended period of time. And so you have every right to feel a certain way about it. I think it needs to be tempered, though, with the understanding that this is a, a beat up bull squad right now and has been a beat up bull squad for an extended period of time. So it'd be one thing if you were operating completely from a position of health and a position of strength where you were still confident you're going to be the number one team in the East. But Bulls got a lot to salvage at the moment. Some of your best players have been out and will continue to be out here. So those big picture goals, I think, need to stay in mind for the Bulls, even regardless of, of how much frustration and how much angst may be felt by, by what Grayson Allen did there to Alex Caruso. And it's unfortunate. I really thought the NBA was going to come down harder than just a one-game suspension on Grayson Allen there. But it's a decision they made. I think the Bulls are going to have to, uh, have to just kind of bear down, bite down, and, and sort of deal with it from a certain, you know, to a certain extent as they just kind of work through and try to keep those big-picture goals in mind. It was also, before we get back to a little bit of Bears news, also the, uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame uh, was, was announced this evening. And just to share some quick thoughts on that, I mean, I was, uh, I've, I've watched, my, my wife is from New England, huge Red Sox fan. I've watched so many great moments from David Ortiz over the years. And I, I got zero issue with David Ortiz making the Baseball Hall of Fame. What I don't get is why Big Poppy gets to make the Hall but Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens don't because they were both definitively better baseball players than David Ortiz. Yes, Big Poppy had a lot of magical postseason moments. He commanded that big stage as well as anyone that we've seen, and he was a spectacular player. So I'm not even saying that Bonds and Clemens are definitively better than him to take anything away from David Ortiz. It's just because Bonds and Clemens were both that remarkable that historic with their accomplishments with their abilities and you know David Ortiz is great man but and he he had for the Red Sox franchise some historic moments but he was not the player that Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens were but they were all suspected of using PEDs and David Ortiz ends up making the hall it just seems like a lot of it is kind of just based off hey you got your baseball writers association he's popular and he's likable and so Big Poppy gets in on the first ballot and everybody's acting like Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are the poster boys for this steroid era. Now, you know, you want to talk Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. Then I get that. I, I put them, and this is just, obviously, it's all very subjective. Which categories do you put each guy in? If I were voting, if I was voting on the hall, I would put them all in based off what their what their statistical merits were. But I think when it comes down to Bonds and Clemens, I think it's widely accepted that these are two individuals who for the bulk of their career were not using PEDs and then towards the end began using PEDs and prolonged their excellence, enhanced their greatness at the end of things once they got into the, the mid and latter stages of their 30s. But, man, to, to not have talent like that, players like that of that ilk in the Baseball Hall of Fame, it's not how my vote would go if, if I was uh, – if I was one of the writers in the baseball for the Baseball Hall of Fame. So I'd, I've never quite understood how, specific to David Ortiz, who, again, married to a Red Sox fan, loved the moments that Big Poppy had out there. I don't know how he gets in, but those two guys who were definitively better than him don't, how that can really be explained. Um, and here's the thing, too, Ant. Didn't 
Poppy have a positive PED test. Exactly. And yes. they and I and I'm not doubting at all that Clemens and Bonds took this stuff, but they never had like a confirmed positive test, right? So right. like there's this weird like I don't understand that. If you have a guy like Ortiz who definitely did them and they have proof mm-hmm. that he did them. Right. And then and then Bonds he yeah. for it afterwards. Yeah. And, and then, you know, and Bonds, but here's the other thing too, when Bonds for, especially when he first started doing it, it wasn't actually against the rules, right? You know, right. And so yeah, it's baseball just wasn't even testing for it. And it, and Bonds was just so incredibly good. And our our guy Chris Ronzi posted this article about him earlier tonight. And just, just some of the stats are just mind boggling. But I want to toss this one out there: if Bonds were to come back to the major leagues right now, he would have to make. 1,412 consecutive outs before his base percentage dropped below 400, which is just, it's mind-boggling. And so it just doesn't make any sense that he, I don't care, I don't even damn if he did do steroids. Like, he was so much better than everyone else. Like you said, like, it, it really, what it did is it, it prolonged his career, but you still have to make contact with the ball. And yeah, PEDs man. aren't helping you with that. That stretch in the early 2000s when it was just like every swing of his bat was leaving the ballpark. It, it was just it was a stretch of performance that we have never nobody living on planet Earth. Like I, I can't speak to Babe Ruth, but there's nobody alive who has ever seen a stretch of performance at the plate like we saw from Barry Bonds during the early 2000s, man. It, it was a sight to behold. And honestly, you know, he was a bit of a heel. Th- I was talking about Aaron Rodgers taking a heel turn. Barry Bonds was a bit of a heel throughout much of his career just in the, the way he interacted with teammates in the media and wasn't, wasn't a very likable guy. But I, I was able to just put that aside, man, for that stretch, especially in the 2000s where he was just at the plate and if you put anything anywhere near the strike zone, it was going and it was leaving the park. He was putting it in McCovey Cove, and it was fun to watch. It was a lot of fun to just watch that level of execution play out. And, and one of the things that's most difficult to do in sports, to, to hit this ball that people are throwing 95, 9,700 miles an hour, putting all kind of movement and spin on it, and to just drive it out of the park and to just be that locked in season over season, plate appearance over plate appearance, We've never seen anything like it before. We will never see anything like it again. And for, you know, it, again, it, there, there's not this wide swath that's been painted by everyone across the board. You're putting putting Poppy in, putting some guys in, but you're leaving Bonds and Clemens out. I don't quite get that. Worthy of a look on the Bears' Twitter account. With, well, I don't know, Stubbs, we don't really have time to play the uh, – I don't know how long the sound is. Oh, no, we Ryan got time. Poles. We got time. Okay, all right. We, let's play the, uh, the Ryan Pohl sound. The Bears tweeted this out on their, their official Twitter account. Little sound, little audio from their new general manager now that they've made it official. Here's what Bears GM Ryan Poles had to say. Chicago, I'm excited to be here, ready to get to work. Bear down. Okay, that's why we had time for it. Very short, sweet, and to the point. That was Ryan Poles on the Bears Twitter account, just putting it out there, letting everybody know he is about to get to work. Yes, he is a young-looking man because he is a young man. Former 6'4", 300-plus-pound offensive tackle from Boston College, now slim, trim, and ready to run football operations for the Bears. It's been a fun night. A lot of it focused on the Bears for obvious reasons as they have officially announced Ryan Poles as their general manager. My thanks 
to my guy Mark Brody for coming in and discussing that. Thanks to my friend Caitlin Sharkey for coming in and discussing that and all kinds of things as well. My thanks to Adam Studzinski for running the ones and twos for me throughout this evening. And as always, my thanks to you, appreciations and salutations. For everyone listening in here, I'm Anthony Heron. This has been Chicago Sports Radio 670 School. Right on, baby. Yes, sir. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.